Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Elphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week we're doing 1999. The days are August 12th through 18th. Let's hop right into the week. August 12th. The invention of a new rechargeable battery with a 50% longer lifespan was announced by researchers in Israel. Oh. Yeah, super cool. Slightly less cool, though. In Japan, lawmakers gave police power to use wiretaps against criminal suspects. Luckily, wiretaps never caught on and no one is listening or watching in on what you're doing at every waking moment. Yeah. I mean, at least at this particular moment, what we're doing is intended to be listened to, so I don't feel as freaked out, but it's like... I'm not excited about it. Yeah. Uh, Last note for the day, a North Korean missile ready to be tested. North Korea has finished building an upgraded ballistic missile and is weighing the pros and cons of a test launch, South Korea's spy chief said Wednesday. The US, South Korea, and Japan have warned of repercussions if the North tests the missile. They've been doing this for literally decades. Yeah, this is 1999. We're currently in 2016. And this just sounds like stuff I heard, you know, months ago. The official opinion of the podcast is fuck you, North Korea. Yeah, pretty much. I'll go on record and say that. We have now been banned from our... uh... Oh, pining. Yeah. Fuck! August 13th, tennis player Steffi Graf retired from the sport she had dominated for two decades. Aw. She I'm was assuming that sport was tennis? Yeah, that sport was tennis. She was a big deal. Yeah, I don't remember her. She was not uh, Serena or Venus Williams. <laughs> also today, fewer donations coming in for Clinton Defense Fund. Aww. President Clinton's legal defense fund has raised $6.3 million in 18 months, but the flow of checks has slowed considerably in recent weeks causing supporters to worry that they will not be able to pay off the Clinton's debt before the president leaves office. The fund's administrators have acknowledged today that they would have to devise new fundraising strategies to try to retire the Clinton's enormous legal bills before Mr. Clinton's term expires on January 20th, 2001. I've got an idea. Oh, what's that? What if they gave some speeches to some Wall Street executives? They've got some money. That could raise a couple bucks for her. Yeah? I'm going to make a phone call for you. You are going places. Also, I've never felt really concerned about having to pay off the president's bills or like... No, never came to mind. If someone came up to me and was like, hey, Justin Trudeau's in debt. He needs to pay off his legal bills. I'd be like, good for him. Justin Trudeau is in desperate need of a shirt. Someone get him one. (laughs) Haynes is fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should start an Indiegogo. Give Justin Trudeau a shirt. Oh, someone. Please donate. Keep I don't generous. Know. I, people, people like him shirtless, though. Yeah. I like, he should just, what why? if he just showed up and... In further unrelated news, our prime minister is a beefcake. August 14th, the artist formerly known as Prince opens his weekend yard sale at Paisley Park Studios with part of the proceeds going to benefit underprivileged youth. I bet he had some pretty cool shit there. Probably. Was he selling, one, a little red Corvette? Ooh. Two, purple rain? Oh, I thought two would have been a Raspberry Beret. Ooh, the one that you'd find in a secondhand store? Because eventually it didn't sell a yard sale, so it ended up at your local Salvation Army. I know two Prince songs. Hey, also on this date, Digimon Digital Monsters debuts in the U.S. That is awesome. Digimon are the champions. Oh god, they really are. You know what? At some point, I think we'll have to get a Pokemon versus Digimon debate going. It's not going to go well. Here's an idea. Yep. We contact a Pokemon podcast. Ooh. We contact a Digimon podcast. Yes. We get them both on. Yeah. And just let it, like, let the let bullets it, fly. Let it rip. I like it. Is there a Digimon podcast? I don't know. There's there gotta be. be one. There's just one probably. If not, I'll just start a Digimon podcast. I love Digimon. Oh, we're starting a new podcast. That's fun. Also today, in Pieces of Shit from the 90s, two charts 
charged in sale of date rape kits. Oh, God damn it, Detroit. Two men were accused Friday of selling instructions and ingredients for a powerful date rape drug on the internet. Carl Gordon, 63, of Merritt Island, Florida. Damn it, Florida man. And John Hendrick, 22, of Colorado Springs, have been charged in Michigan with one count each of solicitation to manufacture a controlled substance. Michigan Attorney General Jennifer Granholm said the instructions on how to make GHB or gamma hydroxybutyrate were so easy a third grader could have put them together. Okay, now these are complete pieces of shit and I hope they got the maximum jail time allowed for it, but the mental image of like a third grader making GHB kind of seems funny. Oh, like the young like the, Walter White. Like, well, yeah, there's like those baby pictures of like huh. kids dressed as the little Heisenberg. Kind of like that. August 15th, Tiger Woods won the PGA Championship, becoming the youngest player to win two majors since Sev Ballesteros? I think so. Let's go with that. That's really all we've got for that day. Moving on. August 16th, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire debuts in the US. This was huge. Was. Regis Philbin at his finest. Do you remember the first guy who won? I do, but we should come back to that. We will come back to that. Also on this date, website bids to protect online auction buyers. As the internet auction economy proliferates via websites such as eBay, Amazon, and hundreds of lesser-known venues, consumers have dived in only to suffer from serious buyer's remorse in some cases. Service outages, fraud, or simply high prices have left a sour aftertaste for many users. Beginning today, AuctionWatch.com, a San Bruno, California-based company, will provide a free toolkit to help consumers navigate the auction universe and avoid its pitfalls. I think that was a big scary thing with the early days of eBay. Just oh, yeah. Not really having buyer protection. It being essentially the wild, wild west. Yeah, online, right? That, yeah. that was the first one that really caught on. There are other websites, but even to this day, if you're buying day, something online eBay. by auction, yeah, it's probably eBay. Yeah. All right. On August 17th, I'm going to rag on straight to VHS sequels again. Womp womp. Today, we have three new ones that I kind of just feel like they need to be brought up. One. Bell's Tales of Friendship, a sequel to a sequel or something of Beauty and the Beast. I love Beauty and the Beast, but this kind of shit waters it down. It waters down the original. Definitely. Also today, probably the best one of the three, Hercules Zero to Hero, which served as a straight-to-VHS sort of pilot-slash-first episode for Hercules the Animated Series. So good. Yeah, which was actually good, so maybe this gets a pass. Number three, Shiloh 2, Shiloh Season. Did we even need a Shiloh 1. I don't know. I think Shiloh 1 might have been okay. I don't ever mm. remember seeing it. It might have been a book or something. I think I may have... Re- if, if it was a book, I've read the book. If okay. it wasn't a book, I've read a similar book about a dog. It's Shiloh season. What does that even mean? I don't know. Any other name would have been better. Shiloh. Also today, uh, a 7.4 magnitude earthquake strikes northwestern Turkey, killing more than 17,000 and injuring 44,000. That sucks. That does suck. Also today, we have an article, hate, quote, poisons our land, end quote, McCain laments. Less than a week after a gunman attacked children at a Jewish community center, Senator John McCain of Arizona warned today that public officials bore their share uh, for a climate of hate that, quote, poisons our land, end quote, because there's too much of us and them in our political discourse and not enough we. When we stand on a soapbox and denounce Jerry Springer and then go to the floor of Congress and behave like guests on his show, it's little wonder that the American public has long since stopped looking to us for guidance or leadership. That is actually a very reasonable and well thought out statement from John McCain. I don't think that John McCain is a crazy person. Uh, maybe not. Like, like there are definitely policy issues on which he and I certainly do not agree. Mm. However, even like in this current election cycle, he seemed to have a pretty level head about the whole crazy Trump thing. Well, 
Trump called him out. Which like, was fucked. Yeah. And then... Like a man who was literally tortured for his country yeah. against Trump, who was a draft dodger because he claimed to have, what was it, like a foot issue, even though he was varsity oh. in three sports in college? Yeah. Wild. It's insane when we look to the Republican nominee from eight years ago and they seem so sane. Oh, God. And even back then in the 90s, I think, yeah, before he was running for president, this is a very, this makes a lot of sense. Partisan politics was already getting to an insane degree in the late 90s and yep. it's only gotten much worse since then. Moving on, August 18th, AOL buys stake in TiVo. America Online Inc. said it took a minority stake in television service startup TiVo Inc. Terms of the investment were not disclosed, but the company said AOL's interactive AOL TV will be integrated into future versions of TiVo's video receiver. Sunnyvale, California-based TiVo, which recently filed to go public, sells a box that lets viewers skip commercials and record programs to be watched in any order they like by recording programs on a hard disk. This was a big deal back then. It sure was. Also, I doubt that AOL stuff lasted for very long. Nope. I've never owned a TiVo or any TiVo-related products or services, but I don't think there's any AOL branding on them. No, and lots of people use, I mean, DVR now is the big... Yeah, but even the, the Kojiko, uh, which is one of our mm-hmm. cable providers around here, yeah. they sell their cable boxes with uh, built-in TiVo service, which I imagine is just a DVR with a TiVo stamp on it. Pretty much. Yeah, I guess that's about it for the week. So we're going to move on to movies and music. You told me a bit about what was going on for movies this week. I have no idea what's going on for music. I purposely didn't take a look at it because I just know every song is going to be awesome. But we have movies. All right, why don't you go through the list? Okay, number one, we've got The Sixth Sense. Ah, yes. Yeah, in its second week, um, this went on to be a cultural phenomenon. Number two, we have Bowfinger. Number three, another cultural phenomenon. A huge groundbreaking movie at the time. Yep. The Blair Witch Project. Super cool story behind it, too. Like how it was filmed for so little and went so big. Yeah, it was the paranormal activity of 1999. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. Yeah, like it had already made, let's see, it had been in theaters for five weeks and already had made $14 million up against a budget of probably not that much, Probably maybe ten, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, it like, was in like the tens of thousands. Yeah, I think. Well, Paranormal Activity I think had a budget of ten thousand. So yeah. I want to say this probably had less. And like there are only a handful of movies that have ever really done that. Like I know it's not in the same genre, but Napoleon Dynamite comes to mind. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. Super low budget. Clerks was pretty low budget. Also I think that Clerks. was in the twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, but that kind of critical acclaim down the line. Yeah cult classic that's status true. came well well after it was out of the theater mm-hmm. moving down this list we have at number four runaway bride oh and five the thomas crown affair which i think was the first big movie that pierce brosnan did that i was aware of that wasn't goldeneye okay i was about to say what about like the james bond movies what Fine. about mrs doubtfire okay true but I, me- I meant start in okay yeah i guess robin williams is clearly the star of uh mrs doubtfire yes Followed by his very gay brother. Yes. And then Sally Field. What about Mara Wilson? Official po- opinion of the podcast, we love Sally Field. We do love Sally Field. And Mara Wilson. True. Oh, Mara Wilson's so cool. All right, moving down the list. Oh my God. Number six, Deep Blue Sea. Oh, Samuel L. Jackson gets eaten by a shark. This movie was it's so It's the cool. best. I'm pretty sure I saw this in theaters back then. Oh, I don't think I did. I, I do remember going up to Video 2000 to rent it though. Yeah. You know what I didn't see in theaters? Mm. Inspector Gadget. Neither I did I. I wanted to. I think I, I saw I, Mystery I, Men in theaters. 
years. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I went. I think I, think I, I saw with... Mystery Man for the first time a couple years ago. Ooh, I does... still haven't even watched that Inspector Gadget movie. I don't think I tried to collect all the toys from McDonald's. Yeah, there were like five or six of them that you'd put together to make the oh, Inspector yeah. Gadget. All right, moving down this list, what else do we have on here? Ooh, The Iron Giant, nice. American Pie, amazing. Not a great movie, but favorite of mine, Detroit Rock City. Detroit Rock City is a pretty good movie. I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Speaking of something that is also polarizing people, Star Wars Episode One, right below it at 14. Uh, it had been in for 13 weeks at this point. Now that's pod racing. It was right. one of the coolest quotes. It just was. It was a thing. It was cool. We're moving on. Another very wizard movie. Austin, Austin Powers, Powers. Yeah. The Spy Who Shagged Me. Fuck, that was funny at the time. I need to watch all three movies just to see how they stack up. Oh, I'm kind of scared. The cheese is real. Yeah, because I mean... It was intentional, but like, I it's don't know. worse now. Have you ever? Did you ever watch Love Guru? Yes. Oh. Don't. Podcast listeners, if oh. there's one thing you ever walk away from our podcast with, it's the knowledge that you should not watch The Love Guru yeah. featuring Mike Myers and Jessica Alba. She's maybe the only reason you should watch Love Guru, actually. I think there's... But I you shouldn't. Mean, there's She's plenty other of other... Things. Yeah, Jessica Alba has a very wide career of things you can watch her in. It's Dark true. Angel? Dark Angel. Oh my God, show, I right? love that show. Yeah, watch that instead. There's a shitload of movies on this list. It's ridiculous. Moving down, though, a bunch of stuff that we will talk about at other points or have already covered. Yeah, things like, like The Matrix are on there. That's going to be deserving of a spotlight of its own at some point. Absolutely. Let's move on to music, which I'm seeing for the first time. All right, at nice. Oh my God. Yeah. Have I talked about this song yet? Yes. You did, in one of the first couple episodes. God damn it. Yeah. Number one, Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera. I have said it before, presumably. I will say it again. The magnum, magnum opus, opus. You did say Christina it before, Aguilar. because I knew what words were coming. <laughs> it is her greatest... I mean, uh, as far as music and technical skill go, Christina Aguilar has done better songs. She is, she is a really good singer. She's a very good singer, and this song doesn't highlight it to its fullest. But fuck, I love this song so much. And to me, it's the greatest thing anyone will ever do. Uh, number two, Tell Me It's Real by Casey and presumably JoJo. The Billboard's website does not seem to make note of JoJo. Ooh. Number three, another amazing song. Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child. My cringe ooh that you heard a second ago was for number four. Which All is on Star its way by up. Smash Mouth, rising to the top like the cream always does. Does it hit, does it hit number one? I better. Um, oh no, it's opening Spotify. It's trying to play it. Ooh, yes. All right, I stopped that. Okay. So I can tell you about number five, another favorite song by this art by an artist. It is one of her best. If You Had My Love by Jennifer Lopez. I've talked about this song as well. We mentioned it when we were talking about creepy music videos because there's omnipresent video cameras following her around yeah, very on a very 90s website where you can just click and watch Christina Aggie or sorry where you can watch Jennifer Lopez be Jennifer Lopez I guess very I think weird South Park's take on Jennifer Lopez is one of my favorite celebrity takes like when Cartman has her and as a like literally his hand with makeup on it and refers to her as Jennifer Lopez oh my god I remember Fuck, that. that's funny also holy shit this list keeps getting better yeah Number six, I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Number four, one of the worst songs of all time that I love. Summer Girls by LFO. Oh, you no. kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. You said Macaulay number four Culkin. and then worst song. And I thought you were talking about All Stars. I thought you were going back to Reg on Smash Mouth one more time. Oh no, this is, I mean, lyrically, I will say that All Star by Smash Mouth is better written than Summer Girls wow. by LFO. Which comes in number seven, not number four. Yeah, number seven. 
This song is terribly written. It's I just hate lists it. of facts. I Macaulay hate it Culkin so much. wasn't home alone. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Ugh. Um it's awful. It is. Ooh, Last Kiss by Pearl Jam at number eight. Very sad song. Number nine, Where My Girls At by 702. True story. Whenever I look at a clock and see the time 702, I think of the song. Number 10, rounding out the top 10. This is the first time we've ever talked about the whole top 10. Yeah. Wild Wild West, Will Smith featuring Drew Hill. Oh, this was an okay song for an okay movie, which was an amazing song and an amazing movie 17 years ago. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Moving down the list. What have we got? 19. We're skipping straight to 19. Uh, She's So High by Tal Bachman. Oh. Oh, so I Tal like Bachman song. is the son of Randy yeah. Bachman, famed member of the Guess Who and later Bachman Turner Overdrive. Tal Bachman only did this song. Big like one hit song. wonder, but oh, I like yeah. the song too. You like it's, the song? It's super catchy. How could you not? It is a very good song. Ooh, number 20, Live in La Vida Loca. Yeah. Uh, 21, Beautiful Stranger by Madonna. I say we ended at 25. Oh, I was going to say 23 and then 25. So 23 is Scar oh, yeah. Tissue We're on its way up yeah, by the Chili scar, Peppers. Scar Tissue. Huge, huge 90s song. I've talked about the Chili Peppers before. Yeah, you're I? not a big fan. They're did starting you, to grow on me. Did you listen to their new album? Um, One of their songs is getting a lot of radio plays. The new so one is that. like Dark Desires or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't listen to a lot of radio. Yeah. All right, um, 25. Let's do it. Sometimes by Britney Spears. This is her second single. It's on its way down. I love this song because it's Britney. There's so many more songs that we could talk about and I want to, but I feel like we need to cut it off right there or this podcast is going to run way longer than it needs to. All right, let's do let's do your song of the week quick. Yeah, this will be the last note on music for the week. The song I chose for the song of the week is Black Balloon by the Goo Goo Dolls. Now, most of the music that we use for our song of the week kind of have instant recognizability. We've used things like Steal My Sunshine and other very notable songs. If you're anything like me, when you think of the Goo Goo Dolls, You think of two songs, Slide and Iris. But Black Balloon was also a pretty big hit. It didn't make it quite as high on the charts as the other two songs. Apparently, they were all did very good in Canada. Both Iris and Slide hit number one. I think this hit number three. The reason I chose this uh, is because I saw the Goo Goo Dolls this week. They played in Toronto. Oh. Yeah. I did not know you did that. Yeah. How were they? They were good. Okay. Yeah, they, it was really fun. But I went in with the knowledge like, okay, I remember Iris. I remember Slide. I don't really remember a whole lot else. It was a very last minute thing, probably mm. why you're hearing about this now. Fair enough. So I didn't have time to just go back and listen to the Goo Goo Dolls a whole lot. Anyways, if you don't remember this song, I think this is for you. You should give it a listen. If you have the same experience I do when I heard this when I was hearing them live, I didn't know the song when it started, but the second that chorus hit, it all just flew back to me. And I think that's what this podcast is about, right? I'm like reading slightly ahead in the notes under 90s news now. Oh my God. Guess who's back? Back again. Alf is back. Tell a friend. That's true. Uh, I think that's our perfect segue in the 90s news now. (laughs) Oh, God. Elf is back in Mr. Robot form. Mr. Robot, the hacker drama that airs on the USA Network, managed to throw things back this week with a cameo by Elf. I'm going to pick up this series just because of this move. I won't go into the details on the how and why because spoilers... Appreciate uh, it. But they were able to get the original Alf voice, Paul Frusco, and his wife, Linda, to do the puppeteering. If you haven't watched Mr. Robot and you're looking for something to get into, I recommend it. Connor, get into it. If you're into drama, if you're into hackers and people doing crazy things with computers, it's not a very computer-heavy show. It's like a medical drama. Yeah. You don't know what they're talking about when they're talking about, like, 
aortic bypasses and lupus but you get it through what they're saying and this show is like that i entirely understand uh and a couple more pieces of news so the first one Obviously, as you all well know, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child came out recently. So that is a thing. Yeah. Have you read it yet? I have not read it yet. Tally oh, went through dude. it. She liked it, but with some hesitancy. With some hesitancy? I think so. There's some stuff that I will probably discuss with you once you read it. I won't discuss it with the podcast, at least probably for a while, until it's kind of out there, everything that happens. There's probably a statute of limitations for spoilers where you reasonably shouldn't say them. And we're going to let that expire. And then we'll probably get into it a little bit. Also, in the last and most upsetting news of the week, and this is not of this week, I meant to discuss this a few times now and yeah, you somehow a forgot ago. to paste mm-hmm. it into the notes. Miss Cleo passed away of colon cancer on July 26th at age 53. Wow young i was like this is mildly devastating i wanted to get a reading with her like i know that she's worked in toronto i thought that that would maybe be a fun thing for us to set up for the podcast oh my god and now it's never gonna happen unless what if we buy a ouija board and then we summon miss cleo jesus that's offside how about this they put out miss cleo brand ouija boards we put out miss cleo brand ouija boards summon me now oh that may be too offside let's end the 90s news now Jesus. Okay. Quick, thankfully not 90s. Texting and driving. Put your goddamn phone away. You don't need to play Pokemon Go while you're driving. No. You There's don't... now a thing that you can't actually... You have to You have to confirm that you're a passenger if you're playing yeah, Pokemon but I mean, Go at speed. Like, you don't need to Snapchat while you're driving and sing country songs. Matt. I know you listen, because you... <laughs> a few. Yeah, last week he told me he's up to date on the podcast. Stop singing and driving your truck. We're gonna have to... We're gonna have to find out. Yeah. If he's, if he's listening to this, we're, we're going to hear. We will hear about it. All right, let's jump into our 90s spotlight. Back on the train. This week's 90s spotlight is something that was so big in the 90s. Holy shit. Who wants to be a millionaire? Dun, 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 dun. Regis <laughs> Philbin wearing 48 pounds of makeup. Do you remember? Okay, couple things on who wants to be a millionaire. For the longest time. Like, we were still in elementary school when it came out. We had, like, who wants to be a millionaire style competitions. Like, I remember coming to class and talking to people about it. Like, they would cut an episode Mm. when, you know, someone just got the $128,000 right and they were going for two fifty six. Like, this is such a big deal. Yeah, we were, what, sixth or seventh graders coming to school the next day going... Oh my God! Did you see Millionaire last night? Did you see that to other show? to other ten or eleven year olds? That's how big it was uh, when that first guy. Won. And we went to different elementary schools. Oh yeah. like and we had we had these same experiences. Millionaire themed events just going on everywhere because it captivated North America. It was crazy. Okay, let me read what we've got here before we get into the discussion. When it premiered, it became the first U.S. network game show to offer a million dollar top prize to contestants. After airing thirteen episodes and reaching an audience of 15 million viewers by the end of the show's first week on the air, the program expanded to an hour-long format when it returned in November. This was a phenomenon. It's hard to describe the way the show captured the attention of, like Chris said, all of North America. I don't think anything has been as big since then, at least in this category. Even Survivor, which premiered the following year, wasn't quite this big. No, like, and Survivor was huge. Oh yeah, 
because everything was seemed survivor the next year. Mm-hmm. So here are some actual actual numbers to back this thing up. So according to Wikipedia's articles on top-rated United States television programs 99 to 2000 and top-rated U.S. TV programs of 2000 to 2001, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was not just the top-ranked show of the year. It was the top one, two, and three highest-rated shows with the Nielsen rating of 18.6, 17.5, and 17.1 for the Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday versions of the show, respectively. Survivor had a Nielsen rating of 17.4. That is bonkers. I know. It was it's the, the top same show. Three. Yeah, it's the same show, and all three versions were... Two of them were more popular than Survivor. The third was slightly less popular than Survivor. That is just nuts. It brought families together. I remember stopping what I was doing with my dad so we could watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Do you remember? Like there was, so I think there was a guy who got up to 500,000 and stopped or like got it wrong maybe but then the episode with John Carpenter. So this was the first the guy, guy who got up and won the million dollars. Oh, like this is iconic. And I remember the last question. You're all remembering this right now. Oh, too. yeah. The question was this. Which of these U.S. presidents appeared on the television series Laugh-In? Lyndon Johnson, Nixon, Jimmy Carter, or Gerald Ford? And he got it right. But he used his He's first lifeline yeah. to phone a friend to call his parents and... I'm sitting there like, holy shit, he doesn't know. This is crazy. And then he tells his dad he's about to win a million dollars. Bam, I don't know the actual answer to that question. I don't remember either, but Whatever it doesn't matter. Whatever final answer, he wins. It was nuts. This was such a divisive moment in our, in our house because really? I loved it. Oh, I ate it up. It was so cocky and he got it right. Well, and you it know, was you the know. best. And my mom was like, well, he should not have done that. That is so disrespectful. <laughs> this is like the best moment in American game show television history. Oh yeah, I mean that's cool. not exactly uh, a huge category, but this whoa, made there's it Jeopardy a huge category. and there's prices right in there and wheel, wheel? Yeah. <laughs> to a almost extent. lesser wheel. Lesser extent. But this was the biggest thing until Ken Jennings came around on Jeopardy. Yeah, it probably this was the it moment. definitely was. This was like it's hard to fathom now how big Millionaire was because there's nothing in its like current it. form now, it's just another game show. And game shows themselves just they're just another thing. Like once in a while something new comes along and it gets kind of big. Like deal uh, or no deal and Deal or no deal. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. But the phenomenon that was created around something with such a simple concept as this is unbelievable. Absolutely. All right. That's enough about Millionaire. Every episode, we like to have a sponsor. Sometimes it's a real one who gives us $10 to tell you about their sweet stuff. We don't have one for this week. So to hone our skills in selling you wares, this week's episode is brought to you by small parts that inevitably went missing. Nerf guns had bullets for, I think, a day or two. Your Power Rangers had guns for mere moments, and then they disappeared. Oh, the little plastic oh, guns. they were I gone immediately. I got a lot of my stuff secondhand, so they never had it to begin with. Oh, God. Like, my Legos? Legos were gone. I you kept, were always missing something. I kept pretty good inventory of my Lego. I tried. But... It was infuriating oh, when you're yeah. putting it together and you're missing that one piece. And is it your fault or is this like an Ikea situation where they never included it? Yeah, that's no the one thing. Knows. You never know. It's a mystery. I was just going to say, and we've got listeners from all age brackets. So there are plenty of you out there who didn't grow up in the 90s like we did, but you can definitely relate to it. Toys, since I'm pretty sure the beginning of time, have come with 
small things that you're going to lose. But actually, Chris and I were talking about it and we're not sure that it's such a thing anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like these days there's so many safety standards and things like that. Are there as many losable little parts on children's toys? If some of you have kids, let us know. Like, yeah. if you have kids that have toys, is losing the little accessories still a problem? I mean, for older kids, definitely. Yeah. There's got to be still uh, things like that. But for younger kids, everything's such a swallowing hazard. I remember I being like seven or eight and having Mighty Max toys. Yeah. And the, the whole premise of Mighty Max is that it's a choking hazard. Mm -hmm. And then there's also Polly Pocket, the same basic thing. Same damn thing, yeah. Did you ever have a dart gun, like a Nerf gun or any kind of thing that you just replaced with like, let's say, a screw or a small sharp metal projectile? No, Nerf guns don't work like that. Dollar store dart guns do. That, okay, I that broke a true. can of pop once doing that. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I would just like to thank the small little missing pieces for just keeping us always on edge about where that little thing went and just making us ever vigilant. I was always concerned that the cats... We had two cats when I was growing up. I was always worried that the cats were eating things. Actually, though, those cats love chewing on Nerf bullets. Anyway. All right. So you're going to spin the wheel. And we're going to figure out what we're doing next week. So we will be doing August 19th through 25th in the year of our Lord, 1993. Couple last notes. You can always find us online at stuckinthe90spodcast.com. We're on Facebook at stuckinthe90spodcast. Twitter, S-I-T-9-0-S. Instagram. We've been posting Instagram stuff. Oh, there's lots of stuff. Yeah, I, ch I went to a streetcar museum uh, this week and saw a TTC subway car that was last used in 1999. That's crazy. Inside, it still has a bunch of 90s advertisements. I'm going to be posting some of those on the Instagram next week it's good that, stuff hit us up if you want to know anything like i said if you've got kids let us know if they lose the little pieces of their toys that would be really cool to know if you want to be a ten dollar sponsor there throwing this out there you have 10 bucks you have some stuff we'll plug it for you it could be good Maybe someone buys some of your stuff. I don't know. I just work here. Except we're not paid, so I don't actually even work here. I volunteer, I guess. Otherwise, yeah, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us anywhere fine podcasts are available. Or I guess Slummy Podcasts, too. There are probably some of those out there. Yeah. I'm rambling at this point. I think the podcast... I think the podcast is over. Yeah, it definitely is. Oh my fuck. How long is it? 42 minutes? Oh, Jesus. <laughs>